Thanks for listening to Against the Mat Wrestling Podcast. We upload new episodes every Monday and Friday. Be sure to listen to Uncaged Voice on Twitch or YouTube and listen to the Red Pill Current News Podcast on all major audio platforms every Wednesday and Saturday for current news and special interviews. Here are your hosts, Donny Cage and the Kentucky Guy. Ah, yes. Welcome to Against the Mat Wrestling Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, the Kentucky Guy. And I am your other co-host, Donnie Cage. Ah, Mr. Cage, happy WrestleMania season, sir. How's it going? It's going great. I'm ready to talk some WrestleMania. Oh, man, I am. The more, the closer it gets, I'm starting to get those butterflies. I think it might be an actual fantastic pay-per-view i'm hoping i'm hoping uh if this is your first time listening to the show folks make sure that you hit that follow or subscribe button no matter which platform you're listening to us from we are on 73 different audio platforms including iHeartRadio, pandora spotify amazon music apple itunes and the list goes on also donnie cage is on another podcast that he co-hosts and created tell him about uncaged voice sir Yes, if you'd love to hear news about gaming, entertainment, movies, and lots of other real-life topics, check out the Uncaged Voice podcast on YouTube. I co-host this awesome podcast with Jigsaw Jester and Top Tier Rated. Yes, and also if you like current events, news, and you like different types of interviews and things of that nature, we also, by the way, the next, starting in April, April is going to be the month, of healing. We're going to talk a lot about addiction and things like that. And I have so far eight guests, eight different interviews set up for the month of April. So it's going to be jam packed. Be sure to check us out. And that's on the Red Pill Current News Podcast that I hosted. Uh, if you'd ever like to be a guest on this show or you have any questions for Donnie or myself, you can always email us at OOL Kentucky 99 at yahoo.com. That's OL Kentucky spelled out. 99 at yahoo.com. Also, Donnie, we do have a question uh, for both of us, and I we'll get to that here in just a moment. Almost forgot. I'm glad I've thought of that. Uh, <laughs> and uh, also in the links below, we have the links to our social media, our merch shop, website, all that good stuff. Be sure to check that out as well. And we do drop two episodes here every week on Tuesday and Saturday. Yes, we will be dropping an episode on this Saturday. And I've had a couple of people wonder if we're going to do any type of live streaming. If I can get the bugs worked out with yard, yard, uh, yard stream or whatever it's called, I'm going to maybe try to. But to be honest with you, I'm really looking forward to WrestleMania and uh, I kind of just want to sit back and relax and watch it. So we'll see. We'll see. But, uh, basically, Donnie, the question is, and it comes from 
Lorena. I'm sorry, it's just spelled weird. It's not Laura. It's not Lorraine. It's Lorena. Lorena. Valkarez. I'm sure I butchered that. I'm so sorry if I did. Basically, the question is: Has the Kentucky guy or Donnie ever been live to a WrestleMania event? I can answer personally for myself. No, I haven't. I've never been to a live WrestleMania show. Uh, I've been to a pay-per-view once before, but it was nowhere near like the spectacular of WrestleMania. How about yourself, Mr. Gage? I have also never seen a WrestleMania live, even though we the last one that came to Philadelphia was in 1999. That was WrestleMania 15, and that would have been at the height of the Attitude Era. So I'm kind of bummed that I didn't get to see that in person. I did get to see the 2004 Royal Rumble in person. And I think prior to that, I saw one of the In Your House pay-per-views in 1996. I think it was the one that was headlined by Mankind versus Shawn Michaels, actually. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. So, yeah, but you've seen some pretty big pay-per-views. I've not seen anything like that live. But I do live in a rural area, so... You know, uh, if I do, when I do travel to go watch a show, it's usually kind of far. So, but, uh, that is on my bucket list, actually, uh, ma'am, for the question. We do appreciate your all's question, but I would like to see a WrestleMania live, of course, uh, one day. <laughs> all right. And, uh, Donnie, you want to tell everybody what's happening here on April 8th? So April 8th, we are actually going to have a very special guest gentleman by the name of Preston Corbell, who is an American professional stuntman and actor known for working on the drama series One Tree Hill, the CW series The Vampire Diaries, and who has also been a performer in various Marvel and DC movies. He is going to be a guest on Against the Matt Wrestling podcast, so we are really looking forward to talking to him. Yes, this guy has been a stuntman in the industry of stuntmans for two decades and he is just phenomenal he's been a part of Mar the marvel universe uh dc universe one of the things i can't wait to ask him is has he met any former professional wrestlers because a lot of those guys become actors and have acted in marvel comics and you know you have the rock you have john cena so i'm just wondering uh i know he's a wrestling fan because i spoke to his agent so really looking forward to that and that's going to be april 8th mark it down he will be live as a guest. Also, if you have any special questions, uh, if, you, if you're familiar with his work and you have any questions for him and they seem appropriate, because I will be screening them, go ahead and email your questions to olkentucky99 at yahoo.com. That's olkentucky99 at yahoo.com. Okay, so we do have quite a bit to go over. We've got some news. We've got the raw results. And this is WrestleMania 39 prediction show. So we're not going to do the normal segment that we start off with, with uh, my fantasy booking. We're going to pick that back up just to let you guys know, because we like to keep you informed as we do things. So you're not wondering what's going on. We're going to pick that up segment back up next Tuesday. Next Tuesday, we'll start back with the my fantasy booking. We're actually going to do it one on Tuesday and then uh, we, <laughs> we won't be doing one the eighth on that Saturday. So we're going to pick it up for one more time and then we're going to drop it once and then we'll pack it up and hopefully things will get back on track. But it's WrestleMania season, so you got to allow for us a little bit because there's so much to talk about. I think before we get started into the news, let's go ahead and talk about some raw results from last night. Ha, ha, ha. Here we go. All right, so 
Becky Lynch was in a singles competition against EO Sky. And as we all know, that the uh, there is a match at WrestleMania with Trish Stratus, Lita, and Becky Lynch versus Damage Control. This The singles match, Becky Lynch did come out victorious. What I want to talk about, though, is before, and this was an impromptu match, by the way, before this match started, or even got close to starting, Miz TV had Lita, Trish Strategy, and Becky Lynch on Miz TV. And he was interviewing them. Before Damage Control interrupted, they were talking about how being relevant, having the titles and so forth, and Lita. And I just wanted to test you out here, Mr. Cage. Did you catch, because I've been hearing this for a while, that Trish Strategy is supposed to turn heel soon. And there's supposed to be some work being done between her and Becky Lynch. Did you know, and I know I caught it. I had to go back and watch it, but I did catch it. She had some attitude there in her body language, I thought. So maybe they're starting to possibly start showing that already, that he'll change. And I know we've got a headline about it, I think, today as well. But that really, when I went back and watched it, it's pretty obvious if you're looking for it. Were you able to catch that? I mean, I, I did sort of notice that, and I have also read that rumor that this could, could potentially happen. It, it kind of makes me wonder, is Trish Stratus going to turn on them mid-match, and that's what's going to cost them the victory? Is it going to happen after the match? I, I, who knows? There's a, there's a couple of different ways they can book it. But I guess at this point in time, the argue, again, the argument that I want to make, in, and I understand this is a six-woman tag match, why can't the tag title still be on the line? That's the one thing I still don't understand, because the fact of the matter is, uh, you've had a lot of stables over the years that have had three people in them, and they've defended the belts under the Freebird rule. Why can't you just do that with damage control? Um, that, that's my biggest issue with this match, because regardless of whether damage control wins or not, you know, if they win, they, they have this big victory over three of the biggest women women's wrestlers in WWE history. Means but at nothing. the same time, they don't they don't win titles. Yeah, so it means nothing. Like, so yeah, what's what are they fighting for at the end of the day? Yeah, sorry, I don't know why this thing cuts every time I say something tries to cut you off. I apologize for that. Um, yeah, it means nothing. I get exactly what you're saying. It means absolutely nothing. There's no stakes on the line. Now. If she's going to turn heel, I would rather see her do it not at WrestleMania because I wouldn't want her to be a part of damage control. She's an old fossil and it's not needed. However, if these young ladies, uh, Lita and Becky Lynch defend their title against Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey, that would be an interesting, a very interesting scenario to put her in that faction. And she could turn and cost them the actual belts. But just to turn and cost them a match, just a, a regular old match at WrestleMania, doesn't quite have the oomph to it or the storyline, in my opinion. Uh, we also had Seth Rollins take on Mustafa Ali. Uh, of course, Seth Rollins was victorious there. Hands down match. Easy one to watch. Then we had a weigh-in. This was kind of interesting. Between Omos and Brock Lesnar. MVP starts it out. He says he respects Lesnar, but he can't suplex F5 or defeat Omos at WrestleMania. Almost got on the scale. Almost got on the scale and weighed 
410 pounds. Laser made his way to the ring. Uh, he charged at Omos. He went to hit Omos with the scale, but almost caught Lesnar with a big boot to the face. Lesnar rode out of the ring in the segment. Now, the reason why I mention this is because once again, so either Brock Lesnar is going to go in there and lose very, very bad on Saturday, or he's going to go in there and destroy Omos. Because once again, if you look at Lesnar's face, he looked like he was stunned and even scared a little bit. And I've never seen this. I've not, I've not seen this before. I've seen the Undertaker freak him out for a second, and then he start laughing right in the Undertaker's face. I've not seen this side of Lesnar before. So it's either going to be very, very bad for Omos this weekend or very, very good. I, can, I tend to think that he's going to defeat Omos hands down, but who knows? There's so many speculations and rumors. It's unbelievable. Uh, your thoughts on those two, sir? Well, it's clear they want to make Omos look like he has the he has the advantage going into the match. I'm still not convinced because this is Brock Lesnar we're talking about. This is the beast who has conquered numerous people in the ring over the years. He's beaten the Big Show. He's beaten the Undertaker. He's beaten Braun Strowman. He's beat he's beaten Samoa Joe. He's beaten all these different. He's beaten Goldberg. He's beaten all these different quote unquote monsters. Over the years, and to me, okay, yeah, Omos is seven foot three, he's four hundred pounds. Well, that that's just another Saturday for Brock Lesnar, as far as I'm concerned. Omos has really got to step up, take advantage from the very beginning, and, and quite honestly, put Lesnar away fast because the longer the match goes, the more it's going to favor the, Brock Lesnar. Well, yeah, you're absolutely right, and also, if I'm not mistaken, the feud between Braun Strowman and Omos. Braun Strowman won that feud. Am I correct about that? You are 100% correct. So you're going to take a guy who loses most of the time now, unfortunately. I mean, but the truth is the truth. Even in his new tag team, which they're looking pretty good, but they're still, uh, he's, he's still, he still loses most of the time. You're going to take a guy like that, let him win that feud in the matches with Omos, and you're going to have him be the one to defeat Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, the guy who broke the Undertaker's streak, the guy who's known for putting people, I mean, it just, it doesn't make any sense to me. But yeah, so I, I can see you're on the same page there. I can appreciate that. Then we had a, uh, a six-way or six-man tag team match. The Street Profits, actually it was an eight-man tag team match. The Street Profits, Ricochet and Braun Strowman versus Alpha, Alpha Academy. The Viking Raiders and the Viking Raiders. So, yeah. So, anyways, this match here didn't really interest me a whole lot. Uh, there was something I wanted to say about this match that was shocking. Actually, the winners were uh, Street Profits, uh, Ricochet, and Bronson. Oh, the ending of this match, once again, Montez Ford shows his athleticism. It was amazing. He flew over Braun Strowman, who had just airlifted their move with Ricochet, airlifted him into a splash onto onto the victim. But Montez Force flew over Braun Strowman and did this amazing frog splash. And I thought that that was just, um, that, I thought that was something else. I thought that was amazing. And then we had the last tag team about to go into the fatal four-way dance, tag team dance, whatever you want to call it at WrestleMania. Once again, not number one contendership, 
no title, nothing on the line, no stakes. Don't really know. Must just need to fill time, I guess. Uh, and the winner of that match, well, I'll tell you the participants, was Sonya Deville, Chelsea Green versus McKeem and Candice LeRae. And surprisingly, not really, though, Sonya Deville and Chelsea Green won the match. They're headed to WrestleMania. Makes zero sense. Another makeshift tag team. It makes zero, zero sense to me. Uh, your thoughts on those two segments, sir? I agree. The tag team pairing of Sonya Deville and Chelsea Green makes zero sense at all. I am glad that Chelsea Green got on the card, regardless of who she's paired up with. I'm sure this is just going to be a short-term pairing, because I definitely don't see them winning the four-way women's match. We'll get to that shortly. And then as far as the eight-man man tag, Montez Ford, once again, is further illustrating the fact that he is he, he, he's, he's past the point where he needs to be in a tag team. He's ready for a singles run, and I hope he gets that opportunity very soon. I, I, I will say, much like you have before, I do kind of like the pairing of Braun Strowman and Ricochet. It was really unconventional and not expected, but th they have some decent chemistry. I, w I will give them that. Um, and again, we'll get into the predictions for the men's four-way match, but yeah, what are, what are they fighting for other than just a spot on the WrestleMania card? Yeah, and I know people talk a lot about that WrestleMania moment, but most of your WrestleMania moments, if you look back, were because of what? Because they were fighting for something. They were fighting for, they were underdogs, something happened, and the match itself meant something. So, I don't know. So, we had a, uh, another match. We had uh, Damian Priest versus Rey Mysterio. Uh, Rey Mysterio won the match due to disqualification because, of course, Dominic Mysterio got involved again. I, and, you know, I'll be honest with you, I, I can't wait until... Prison Dom puts old Ray Ray out of his misery at WrestleMania. I cannot wait. And maybe Prison Dom can move on to bigger and better things. We also had Gunther versus Dolph Ziggler. Why? 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 I guess he needed a tune-up match before his uh, three-way dance at WrestleMania. Of course, Gunther won that match. And then we had Cody Rhodes giving Solo his first ever pinfall, pinfall lost uh, since he's been on the main roster. Cody Rhodes won that match. However, I have to say, I'm a Solo fan, have been for a while, but he really looked strong even in a loss during that match. And uh, I'm okay with the loss because, of course, it's Cody Rhodes. He's going into WrestleMania to fight for the undisputed title. So, yeah, it would look really bad if you let him lose right before you go in there. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, sir, that's it on uh, Raw. What's your thoughts on the rest of it? Well, I, unlike you, I know you're talking about uh, Prison Dom, you know, moving on to bigger and better things. I'm hoping that uh, Rey Mysterio is going to put his, uh, his poor excuse of a son in his place at WrestleMania and show him, uh, and show him what it's like to be on the receiving end of a 619 and, and a big splash, personally. Because Dominic's been uh, pushing him around and talking crap about his family for a little too long now. And I think he needs to be brought back down to earth a little bit and uh, humbled a bit. How dare you? Then maybe... <laughs> uh, well, I'm a Rey Mysterio fan. I can't help but uh, cheer for him. Um, you know you know what's sad about the Gunther-Dolph uh, Ziggler match? Dolph Ziggler circa 2016 would have been a great opponent for Gunther. It, it would have been an awesome match. 
but he has fallen so far down the card in the last year or two, it's, it's really a shame. He's kind of a shell of his former self. Um, I mean, I know what he can do in the ring, but he's obviously being held back and not given any um, decent angles. But it makes sense for the ring general to look dominant going into his title defense at WrestleMania. Um, <coughs> excuse me. And yes, yeah, Solo put on a really good showing against Cody Rhodes. I mean, a couple of close calls there, but ultimately, you know, the American Nightmare, he's a number one contender. And uh, he's ready to give the Tribal Chief a run for his money on the grandest stage of them all. So good showing by Solo, but not surprised by the end result. Yeah. I mean, uh, Solo, he, he really did look good. Also, it was announced, before we move on to the next or the first headline of the show, it was announced that Stacy Keebler will be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. I think we've kind of spoiled that here uh, quite a few episodes ago, that she was up, the talk was, and it looked like she was going to be. However, it is official now. She's going to be joining the class of the WWE 2023 Hall of Fame. I don't have a whole lot to say about Stacey Keebler. I'm still wondering who that referee is. But uh, your thought, any thoughts about Stacey Keebler being inducted to the Hall of Fame? I mean, obviously, I remember her, you know, making her debut with the WWF during the invasion angle. I watched a little bit of her work in WCW. I mean, wasn't really impressed. To me, she was always better as a valet or a manager than a wrestler, uh, you know, she served, she served her purpose in that role, did well for herself. I think that there are plenty of women out there who are more deserving of an induction than Stacey Keebler, but you know, good for her. You know, she's in the, she's going to be in the hall of fame. You know, I'm not upset about it or anything. I just feel like there's other women out there who are more deserving. Yeah. I just, uh, I don't know. I, I just, I mean, I guess, I guess it's okay. Uh, is Tori Wilson in the hall of fame? Yeah, she is. She was, I forget if it was last year. Not, not wasn't last year. It might have been the year before she was inducted. Okay. Because I was going to say that would be a crime if Daphne, <laughs> Stacey Keebler, was inducted before Tori Wilson. Okay. All right. So uh, I've got the first headline here. Let's go ahead and do it. And actually, this headline here may shock you, Mr. Cage, because it shocked me. Very, very surprising. Triple H is said, and by the way, this was posted yesterday, late yesterday evening. Triple H is said to be not certain on the biggest decision possible heading into WWE WrestleMania 39. Triple H still doesn't know who will win out of Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania this year. The match will be for Roman's undisputed WWE Universal Championship takes place in just 10 days, that's when this was wrote, and will be one of the biggest matches of the year. Despite that, Chief Content Officer Triple H, it has been claimed he still doesn't know who he's going to have win. As noted, WrestleMania 39 will see Cody Rhodes challenge uh, Roman Reigns for the undisputed title in what is expected to be the main event of night two on Sunday night. Despite being one of WWE's most important matches, it is reported that Triple H just has not fully decided on who's going to win. I'm told this is contingent on if, when, Reigns eventually loses the titles. As of now, those plans are not certain. Wait a minute. For some reason, okay, so hold on one second. So that line was supposed to come after this. I apologize. I don't know what happened here. 
they uh, Give Me Sports tweeted out, reported that Reigns is likely to take significant break from WWE after WrestleMania. However, I'm told this is contingent on if or when Reigns eventually loses the titles. As of now, those plans are not certain. However, the new note explains that Reigns will only take a long break if he loses the undisputed title, which has not been fully decided. Fans will be surprised to read the report, especially considering the common belief is that Cody will be beating Roman Reigns and winning the title next weekend, this weekend. So, dun 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 dun, dun. like I've been saying, don't couch your chickens for the hatch. That main event is still, and, I, and there's been no update to this, by the way, it's still up in the air. For God's sake, he's got to know in the back of his mind. I mean, we're just days away now. <laughs> I mean, he's got he's to have a clue on who's going to be the winner and probably been in his gut the entire time, in my opinion. He just, I don't, I don't know if he's the type of guy that struggles with making huge decisions or, or what, but he's made some awful big changes since he's been back that's not seen a problem so far, so I'm unsure. Your thoughts on that article, sir? Man, uh, this, this, this goes along with what we've been hearing, Kentucky guy, which is that it's not a sure thing that Cody's going to win. Um, whenever you have to make a decision like this to take a title or not take a title off of a wrestler who's held it now for around a thousand days, I mean, it, it, it's, it, it, there's so many variables you got to think about. So, you know, I, I, I still don't know which way it's going to go. I mean, we'll talk about predictions shortly, but it's just, man, you would have thought they would have had the finish worked out by now. Yeah, I mean, I guess where they're both veterans, maybe they don't have to rehearse like others do. I know a lot of your, especially like your mid-cards and your, on your independent scene, they actually rehearsed the ending of the match. They rehearsed the match. It's like putting together like a, a ballet dance. If you've, ever, if you've never had a chance to see one in real life, you really should. I mean, a lot of people aren't crazy enough to travel <laughs> to go watch something like that. But if you ever get the opportunity, I promise you, and you're a true wrestling fan, you'll really appreciate what these guys do. But it's like they're putting together not a movie, but like a, like a recital or something. And the way they choreograph everything and do everything, it's just amazing. And it, it, a lot of people, I've heard them say over the years, oh, you know, you watch that and, uh, you know, it takes away the excitement. You know for sure it's not real. Bull crap, I promise you. If you're a true wrestling fan and you watch that, you're, it's going to give you even more uh, respect for what these guys do because they put in a lot more work than what you think. And sometimes it does get real. But what I'm saying is, it seems like they would already went over the, the ending of the match and uh, practiced it. I, I don't know. It, does, it just doesn't make any sense to me either. All right, sir. <laughs> You've got the next two headlines. WWE WrestleMania top stars. Hart isn't in current run. Might need a break. Ronda Rousey is content with her position within WWE right now. Give me sport has learned. At WrestleMania, Rousey will be in a showcase four-way tag match, and some fans speculated that she'd be unhappy with that. 
How does Ronda Rousey feel about her current run in WWE? As noted at WrestleMania 39, she will team with Shayna Baszler in a four-way tag match against Natalya and Shotzi, Raquel Rodriguez and Liv Morgan, and as we know now, Sonya Deville and Chelsea Green. Some speculated that Rousey, who was SmackDown Women's Champion until December 2022, would potentially be unhappy with her spot on the card. However, Ronda is pretty content with her position this year. But if she was in any of the main event spots for the title, I think she'd be fine with that. Um, I think she'd be fine and she'd be great in that role, but she isn't upset. This is according to uh, Give Me Sport again. So the rumors of Ronda being unhappy appear to be wide off the mark, at least according to WrestleVotes, which will come as good news to Triple H and the rest of WWE's management team. I mean, my personal opinion, Kentucky guy, I've been really underwhelmed by her latest run with the company because she came back and won the 2022 Women's Royal Rumble. She lost to Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania 38, so didn't win the SmackDown Women's Championship at that point. She would win it later in the year. She'd lose it to uh, Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan cashed in at Money in the Bank. She'd win it back from Liv Morgan. Then she'd lose it back to Charlotte Flair in December. And now, going into WrestleMania, she's not even in like a singles match or a match for the women's tag team titles. She's in this four-way showcase match. To me, that's a waste of the talents of the baddest woman on the planet. But I will say that, I, I don't know, just like things in many ways have not been clicking during this run uh, that Ron has been here on. A lot of stuff has fallen flat, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I would have to agree with you. I Here's what I don't understand. Why, what happened to... Damage control versus Rousey and Shayna Baszler at this WrestleMania for the title and them taking the title off from, or even Becky Lynch and Lita versus the two. Did it, was it that serious of an injury where they thought she was going to miss WrestleMania completely or what have you? What, what happened to that? No, she hasn't got the push. And I'll be honest with you, they can say she's happy with where she is. And that's fine and everything. But if I was her, I would not be happy. I would not be happy with the uh, reaction that I'm getting from my fans or the fans of the WWE when I'm out there. I would not be happy with being in a part of a tag team and not fighting for the titles at the biggest show of the year. So, I, I mean, I don't think she's been around a very long time. I, I don't think she's, she's that happy. <laughs> so. Anyways, yeah, I agree with you. It just does not make any sense to me whatsoever. So, but uh, yeah, you got the next uh, headline. Triple H is bringing back a perfect star to WWE after a 10-month hiatus away from TV. Randy Orton, the Apex Predator, is coming back to WWE, and Triple H is planning on bringing him back at WrestleMania 39. Hold on one second. You said WrestleMania, this WrestleMania, Randy Orton? This okay, WrestleMania. Okay, we got to pause. That's it. That's, that's... <laughs> Fantastic. Go ahead, sir. Orton has not been seen on WWE TV since May 2022 
as he was dealing with a, a back injury that was so severe they thought he'd have to retire. However, over the last week or so, fans have begun discussing the possibility of Orton returning to WWE, and now, in what can only be considered as a positive update, PW Insider is reporting that Orton is being brought into Los Angeles for WrestleMania via WrestleTalk. It's unlikely that Orton is going to be brought in for WrestleMania and not appear. So while unconfirmed, it's really quite likely that the former WWE champion is at the biggest show of the year next weekend. Well, I have to say it would be great to get some genuine star power back in WWE just in time. Um, Randy Orton's been gone a long time now. I, to be perfectly honest, it felt like it was over a year, not just 10 months. Um, and we hadn't heard anything for a little while. Uh, the last updates we had gotten, it, it, it didn't sound very optimistic. But this is almost a complete 180 now. And it sounds like he's good and go, good to go and ready to come back. So it's perfect timing, honestly. Man, I, I just, uh, I don't really know what to say. That, that, that's the best news I've heard in a very long time. Randy Orton is coming back. He won't be wrestling. Now, we're not, we're, we are not reporting that he'll be wrestling at WrestleMania, but he's back. He's cleared. So he'll be at WrestleMania in some form. Wow. That's amazing. Also, in just, uh, let's see, it was 10 days. Now I think it's uh, seven days. Adam Cole officially returns to the ring in AEW. These are two, you guys just don't understand how big this is for me personally. These are two of my most favorite rest, current wrestlers on rosters right now. And to see both these guys have been out, and it's been kind of, I don't want to say crappy, but it's not been, this, it's definitely not the same when these two competitors are not on the shows. And I think for those of you who have forgotten about these two, and there's, I know there's some out there there. They're like, Kentucky guy, you're crazy. They don't make that kind of impact. Okay, just wait until they come back, and let's see if you're not talking about them. That's all. That's all I'm saying. This is fantastic, though. That was that, that, That's great news. Great, great news. Okay, so I've got the next headline, next two headlines. Oh, this is interesting. I like this. Uh, you're going to like this one, too. Uh, there's talk about reuniting. Two WWE stars after WrestleMania. Well, it looks like a fan favorite tag team will be reuniting sometime this year. And that's Johnny Gargano and Ciampa as DIY. Yes, yes. Yeah, let's see here. We can't just let that go by. That's pretty great news. They were signed together after getting over as Enhancement Wrestling in NXT. Uh, where they found success as a tag team before having a memorial, uh, memorable feud and classic matches. Ciampa was last seen in action at a September 17th WWE live event when he faced Bobby Lashley. He had been aligned with The Miz, helping him try to escape the wrath of Dexter Loomis on Monday Night Raw after, before disappearing from television and underwent hip surgery last October. See, I knew it had been a while. I didn't realize it had been that long, but I knew it had been a while since we'd seen him. Gargano will wrestle Grayson Waller at Stand and Deliver this Saturday. Oh, yeah. NXT's uh, pay-per-view is this, is this Saturday at 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern time, by the way. 
We almost forgot about that. Gargano recently stated in an interview that he hadn't scratched the surface of a DIY run on the main roster and left the door wide open to it. That's pretty big. These guys were great. One of the uh, matches I'll never forget is those two facing uh, FTR. They weren't FTR back then, though, uh, when they were in XT, but you guys know who I'm talking about, uh, Dax and, and Hardwood. So, And they had these guys in submission hold, and FTR, the, they grabbed each other's hands, preventing each other from tapping out. I'll, for some reason, I'll never forget that moment. I thought that was a great match. And DIY, that's the first time they won the tag team titles. They end up winning that match. But that, I just thought that was fantastic. Uh, these guys always were good together. Don't get me wrong. I do like Ciampa as a singles competitor, especially when he goes after Goaty, the title that he named. <laughs> but they really haven't given Johnny Gargano the push or he hasn't really done anything really on the main roster, let's be honest about it. And the only thing that Ciampa's done is, I mean, pretty much hold the Miz's backpack. So there's he hasn't done a lot either. So putting these two together, putting them in the tag team division, especially if you split those belts up, Triple H, you need to split those belts up, those tag titles up, split them up. I'm telling you, this would be perfect and actually going to, shoot these guys up to where they actually belong. Either do that or put them back on NXT because they do not, they're not getting the credit that they're, they're, these are actually two good wrestlers. And I know I'm only supposed to like the bad guys and that's pretty much true 90% of the time. But I just got to be honest, these two guys are not being pushed and used the way they should be because they're both phenomenal. I know they're smaller than your average champions, but this is one way you can right a lot of wrongs that have been done since they've been on the main roster. Your thoughts, sir, on that headline? I mean, truth be told, this would be the best-case scenario for both of them right now because, number one, you need to bolster the tag team division a little bit because, um, you know, the Usos or Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, whoever's the champions after WrestleMania, they can't wrestle the same opponents over and over again. So you got to give them fresh opponents. So why not take a team that already established themselves in NXT. And a couple of years ago, I don't know if you remember this Kentucky guy, but the two of them did actually wrestle a couple, wrestle a couple of matches on the main roster. But um, Ciampa had to go out with a neck injury. I think he relinquished the uh, NXT title at the time, so the DIY reunion was very short-lived. Um, so this would be like a proper full-time reunion to, to see those two get back together for the first time since their big run in NXT. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a, I think it's a good idea if it happens. Yep, yep, yep. I agree. I think, uh, I think I, I can't see anything, I can't see anything negative with uh, having these guys uh, form a tag team again. I just don't see anything negative at all about it. Okay, let's see. I've got the next headline. This is interesting. WWE decided against signing former Ring of Honor tag team champions. WWE is a global juggernaut when it comes to having the most talent in a company as well as exposure beyond just professional wrestling. The company is always looking to sign great talent all the time. That said, it seems WWE decided against signing two former Ring of Honor tag team champions. During the December 6, 2022 episode 
uh, NXT, Vincent and Dutch, known as the Righteous in Ring of Honor, were part of the crowd during that episode of the show. It was added that they were also part of the WWE Performance Center tryouts. Vincent and Dutch are former Ring of Honor six World Six Man Tag Team Champions. They won the titles at Ring of Honor Final Battle 2021, but lost them to Dalt Castle and the Boys uh, at Ring of Honor Death Before Dishonor. Vincent went on to compete for Impact Wrestling in the Honor No More storyline after Ring of Honor went on a, hi- a hiatus before being bought out by Tony Khan. Dutch has remained active on the Indus circuit. While speaking on Wrestler Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer was asked whether whether Vincent or Dutch ended up signing with WWE. Uh, Meltzer said, simply noted, that WWE decided against signing them. We'll have to wait and see what will become of Vincent and Dutch in the end. Odds are fans might still get to see them in WWE somewhere down the line. Here's what's interesting about this. is I actually thought, especially Vincent, not so much Dutch, but Vincent on his Twitter and everything, I really thought he was going to be one of the characters in the Wyatt Six. That's that. I mean, and he because he he's friends with Bray Wyatt uh, outside of the wrestling, you know, outside of the ring, and he just, I mean, he looks the part too. So, you know, what I need to do, everybody needs to do this, <laughs> not just me. We need to dig and see what's going on with Eric Young, where he's at, and stuff, because. It seems like that's around the time all this started changing. So I, I just, I don't know. They keep us guessing. Anyway, sir, your thoughts on this headline? Yeah, I had heard that rumor about Vincent, too, that he was potentially being lined up to be a part of the White Six stable. And, of course, there's been rumors about Eric Young, either WWE showing interest in bringing him back or him actually having signed on the dotted line. Again, that's just a rumor. Um, and they just haven't uh, re-debuted him yet. So, um, you never know what the future holds. Maybe Dutch or, and or Vincent could wind up in WWE in some capacity. But it just looks like it's not meant to be at the present time. Yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. Sure is. All right, you've got the next two. And here we go uh, the, the, about the, another story involving the three-ring circus. Kenny Omega and CM Punk spoke after backstage fight in September. There's a big update on the elite CM Punk situation on Fightful Select. Oh boy, one of the things said in the report was previously unknown to the public in regard to someone who was hurt during the post-all-out backstage brawl. The report states that there were other talent who were present when the brawl happened. Dave Meltzer previously reported MJF and Chris Jericho, among other names, One production employee was said to have been struck with a chair during the brawl. The report also noted that Punk and Omega had a brief conversation in the moments after the brawl happened, and Punk reportedly told Omega that the issue wasn't with him. Those close to Punk stated that Omega was surprisingly composed after the brawl. At this point, Punk's status with AEW is still unclear, but he is still under contract. Stranger things have happened in wrestling, but it seems as if there's no chance of Punk and the Elite ever working together if Punk returns to AEW. As for what Punk said on Instagram and who leaked what to the media, Brian Alvarez addressed that on the Wrestling Observer Live. So, again, we keep hearing more stories over and over again. Oh, and the other thing that Brian Alvarez stated was that there was a lot of heat 
in AEW after Punk since deleted Instagram post because he mentioned Chris Jericho, Dave Meltzer, and also said he had creative uh, issues with John Moxley. I mean, look, just when you think everything's going to kind of blow over and there might be a chance of Punk returning to TV or there at least being some mending of fences, he's got to go on Instagram and uh, and start to ramble again and dig himself a bigger hole. I mean, I guess this this guy is just happy with the money he's made in the years leading up to this and and doesn't want to work on TV anymore. Um, I mean, I just, it's like, I'm not surprised so much that Kenny Omega was pretty composed after the brawl went down because he seems like someone that doesn't get too, um, too heated over stuff like this. He can kind of just, you know, let it go and move on. But, you know, Punk just has to keep going, rambling on and on about it. And he's just, making things worse for himself. And not only is he not going to make it difficult to, well, basically make it nearly impossible to return to AEW television now, no other wrestling company is going to want to touch him. Boy, what what they just said there about Kenny Omega being uh, not rattled during all that, boy, that co-in-lines with the, with the news I got uh, several episodes ago, doesn't it? Where he was just trying to get the dog out of there. Because the dog was going to hurt somebody and then got sucker punched. Yeah, now you, you mentioned uh, that. So, uh, yeah, just, uh, you know, I, I tell you guys, like him as a wrestler or not, or his character or what have you, I really think everything that I've read about Kenny Omega outside of wrestling, he's a pretty decent dude. And that's how come I'm very excited uh, that he does, that we do have an opportunity, that WWE has an opportunity to snag him. Because I think he's it's well overdue. Let's just be honest about it. WWE's company has ran better now. And he would get more exposure. And they would do just what they're doing with Cody Rhodes with Kenny Omega. And that's why it looks so tempting to him. His contract is up. They extended it because he was out with injury for a little bit. And I just, I hope WWE throws the everything at him, including the kitchen sink, to try to sign him. Because that would, I can think of probably seven or eight current wrestlers on WWE that they could release and bring him in and nobody would ever notice. Let's just be honest about it. <laughs> All right, you got the next headline. New details on AEW creative plans Miro reportedly turned down. Miro has not appeared for AEW since All Out 2022 in September. This comes as Miro is reportedly dealing with creative differences with the company. According to the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, one of the plans that Miro shot down would have seen him involved in a battle royal at full gear in November. Miro would have been the last man eliminated with Hangman Page going on to win. Since Page was injured, the match never took place. There is no word on when Miro will return to AEW television, but he apparently has three years left on his deal with AEW. Wow. Three years left on his contract. I mean, I know he was a one-time TNT title holder, but let's be honest, his reign was probably one of the more forgettable ones in the history of the title, which is unfortunate because he's obviously committed to his character. He's a great performer in the ring. He, he stays in great shape. I mean, 
I seriously think his talent's being wasted in AEW, and I, I, he's a, he's another guy. If WWE was able to scoop him up, like if he was able if he was able to get out of his contract with AEW, I'd love to see the return of Rusev Day in WWE. But I also feel like Miro is still young enough that he could make an impact elsewhere, if you get what I'm saying, um, or could even work his way over to New Japan. I could see him being really successful in that promotion too. But he's being wasted in AEW, and you know I know there's a lot of AEW fans out there, but not every single wrestler that's made the jump to that promotion has been a run or a runaway success. Let's be yeah, honest. and it's not really their fault because we know they had the talent, just like Andrade. We know they had the talent, and they're just not being booked correctly. And I have a feeling down the road on this podcast that a lot of these guys will be on our fantasy booking list. Once they leave that company and go somewhere else. Don't get me wrong. AW does great with certain stars. They just have too many. And how many times have we said that? They have too many to have a full show on Wednesday and then just an hour-long show on Friday. It does not make any sense. And I don't know what else to say to get those these guys to wake up, Tony Khan to wake up and see that this is a mistake. You can look every week. When you dig around for wrestling news, you can see that, once again, Rampage had the lowest rating it's had since blah, 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 first, first coming out. Gee, I wonder why. We don't even talk about Rampage on this show hardly at all because it's stupid. There's not enough time to do any type of real storylines, and the matches are so rushed, especially the fe- if I was a female wrestler and worked for AEW, I would revolt if they wanted me on Rampage. They rushed the female matches so bad on Rampage, it's not even funny. It, it really isn't. And I'm not a huge female wrestling uh, fan, but I wouldn't put up with that. All right, so I've got another headline here, and then we will go into our WrestleMania 39 predictions. I have a history of doing stupid things and matches. Edge is slated to wrestle Finn Balor, who will be portraying his demon character in a Hell of a Cell match at WrestleMania 39 this weekend. The match uh, is not confirmed which night it will take place yet. This will be the first WrestleMania Hell in a Cell match since WrestleMania 32 in 2016 when The Undertaker battled Shane McMahon, which a great was a great match. That was for Shane McMahon to take over Raw. That's when Shane McMahon come off and missed The Undertaker and went through the table, the announce table. That, that was awesome. Uh, while appearing on Sportsnet 590, the fan, Edge was asked how he prepares for matches like this. He noted that he has a history of doing stupid things in matches and has, and has some ideas for it. Quote, well, again, I have a history of doing stupid things, right? You do things, a hell in a cell match, and because people expect a certain level of, I don't know, brutality, Within the performance, you gotta up the stakes. So I do. I think outside of the box and I think about the phys- physically possible and a lot of crazy ideas jump into my head and they always have. But I always try to make sure that I save them for WrestleMania or I'll save them when it'll actually mean something and be remembered. See, let me stop right here. This is why I like Edge. You see, you, you guys notice what he said there? When it means something, when there's a payoff. That's when you do things. 
WrestleMania is one of those payoffs. Why even have a match on WrestleMania if it's not to become a number one's contender or to win a title? This doesn't make any sense. But I always, let's see here. I'm not diving face first through a flaming table with thumbtacks in my back unless it's WrestleMania. Because I know that will be the one that people are going to remember. If you just do it on Raw one week, well, then it's gone. And it's not going to be remembered because there's 52 other Raws or 51 other Raws during the year. WrestleMania happens once a year. If you're a casual fan, you may be watching. If you're a wrestling fan, you'll definitely be watching. And that's the one I know has the worldwide eyeballs on it. So that's where you got to go for it. And man, you put me in a hell of a cell. I got to go for it, even if I am 49 years old. That's just a part of the way I'm wired. So I have some pretty extra stupid ideas. We'll see if they let me try them. They probably won't, but we'll see. Edge most recently worked in a hell of a cell match in 2021 against Seth Rollins at Crown Jewel in Saudi Arabia. The Hall of Famer is expected to do his brood entrance for the match and could have a special guest with them when he does it. That special guest, by the way, when I read that, I was like, whoa, 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 what? Special guest? Let's see here. Uh, and I went, and the special guest is Gangrel. Gangrel is supposedly just a rumor, but pretty good rumor. Pretty, pretty, uh, I, 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 I trust this rumor. Uh, Gangrel is supposed to make his entrance with Red, with Edge, <laughs> and they're going to do the old brood entrance. So that should be interesting. I personally like, the Ministry of Darkness Edge better than the Brood. I never was a fan of the vampire crap, but hey, you know what? It'll still bring some back some memories, so I'm not I'm not mad at it. Your thoughts, sir? I mean, that would be awesome to see Gangrel and have them recreate the Brood entrance. I, I was a fan of the Brood back in the day. Um, I actually never always felt that they never as a stable really reached their true potential. Edge and Christian obviously went on to do amazing things and just became absolute superstars, so I can't complain there. The brood gimmick was just meant to introduce them to the WWE audience. And I I appreciate what Edge is saying in this interview. I mean, you have to make things count. You have to make people remember the big moments. And what better way to do that than at WrestleMania? I think this is going to be one of the best matches of the weekend. I uh, I can't wait for it. Yep, yep, yep. All right, so it is time now for WrestleMania. 39 predictions. All right. Well, let's just, uh, let's start off with the biggest one. We have Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes for the WWE Undisputed Universal Championship. So I'll give my prediction. I have kicked this match around in my head for a month trying to figure out, and they're, they're really not giving us a whole lot. Like a lot of times you can figure out who's going to win these big matches weeks before the, before the fight ever happens on the WWE. But Triple H, since he's taken over, he's done a very good job of just making you second guess yourself on every decision. But I have to go with my gut feeling, and I think, Roman Reigns is going to retain the title. Your thoughts, sir? This is a much tougher one to call than I thought it was going to be. Um, t- 
to me, all the all the pieces are in play for us to get a new champion. There's no question about it. Um, but at the same time, you keep hearing this story that Triple H has still not decided. And could they definitely swerve the audience? I think 100% they could swerve the audience, and Roman Reigns could walk away and still be the champion. But I'm going to make a bold prediction. Could be wrong, but this is my prediction nonetheless. I think we're going to see a new WWE Undisputed Universal Champion named the American Nightmare. Cody yeah, Rhodes. and I was there with you. The only reason, well, not the only reason, but the main reason why I picked Roman Reigns is because I just feel he's not going to lose those titles until they split them. I don't know why, but I think they have to split those titles again before he loses them. Well, well you have heard the story that they've commissioned a new world title belt of some kind. They wouldn't elaborate anymore, but they just said they've commissioned the making of a new world title belt. It's already been approved. They don't know if that means it's just going to be one belt for both brands or if it's going to be one belt for right. one Right. Actually, I've got a story here. The new WWE world title will be introduced soon. Now, And it also states in this story, let's see here real quick, right here, WWE has been looking to split up the undisputed WWE Universal title as, an, as original plans call for the WWE title to be defended on night one of WrestleMania 39. Reigns was crowned uh, the undisputed WWE Universal champion after beating the WWE champion Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania while being the Universal champion. Let's see. The belt has created. The belt's already been created and is just waiting to debut soon. Quote, there's a new belt. I don't know for sure if it's getting a new name. I don't know if one of the titles is going away, but there's a new belt that WWE has made and decision makers have approved. Like if they wanted to introduce it on TV tomorrow, they could. Those boxes have all been checked. Yeah, so I think they're, and the plans have not changed about splitting the belts, according to Dave Meltzer. I, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's interesting, but it'll be interesting to see what happens during that match. I think that's going to tell us a huge story on Sunday. That match, I do know, is the main event for Sunday. The main event for Saturday is this next match, and that is Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley. Now, I love the queen. I do. I don't like her as a baby face, and that's pretty much what she's trying to be right now, in a sense. However, she's not very good at being a baby face. And I have, I just, I think that Rhea Ripley is going to win this match and become the new SmackDown Women's Champion, which will also make her the trifecta Grand Slam. So, your thoughts, sir? 100% Rhea Ripley is winning this match. No doubt about it. And I agree with you, Kentucky guy. I do not like Charlotte Flair as a baby face. Then we have the next Women's Championship match which I am told that will also also take place on Saturday, which is interesting. Uh, Bianca Belair versus Asuka for the Raw Women's Championship. My Lord, please, for the love of God, Asuka needs to win this match. That's my prediction. I'm not backing down from it. The only thing that scares me, the only thing that scares me is they really haven't pushed Asuka as this Die hard heel, like I was hoping they would have in the in the recent weeks. And I don't know what's going on there because I was told 
and it looked like they were going to really push her after she won the Royal Rumble as a hard heel with her new look and everything. And it kind of backed off on that a little bit. And that bothers me. So, but I'm still sticking with my gut feeling. Oscar will be the new Raw Women's Champion. Your prediction, sir. Kentucky guy, um, you're you've hit the you've hit the nail right on the head there. That they should have pushed Oscar as this like as this vindictive, just vicious heel who was out for blood. And they really haven't done that. They've been very wishy washy on it. And you know. I would not be upset if we saw a new Raw Women's Champion, but to be perfectly honest, the way they've been booking everything, I don't see Bianca Belair dropping it at WrestleMania. She might drop it soon after, but I don't see her dropping the Raw Women's title at WrestleMania this year. Oh, I knew you were going to say that. I mean, that doesn't surprise me any. Uh, Let's see. Next match, Brock Lesnar versus Omos. Okay, so we talked about Brock Lesnar looking like he was worried a little bit the last couple times he's been knocked out of the ring or been in, uh, came face-to-face with Omos. Okay, that's fine. Here's the thing. Omos is not athletic enough and doesn't deserve to win this match at WrestleMania. I'm sorry. This guy's been wrestling how long now? He was even under the great AJ Styles and he still cannot knock you over the ring without botching the move or over the ropes, not over the ring, but over the ring ropes. He, he can't do that properly, which is a basic. You probably learn on, on week one of the wrestling Academy. Uh, there's no way I could pick Omos. And I'm actually going to be upset if Omos wins this match because he just doesn't, he doesn't even deserve to be there, let alone win a match against the beast, Brock Lesnar. I don't care if Brock Lesnar, retires the next day or that night. I don't I could care less. Omos is still never going to be that caliber of a wrestler. Your thought your prediction, sir. I'm with you, Kentucky guy. I'm gonna go with Brock Lesnar in this match. Regardless of whether this is his last match for a while or not, I I I don't think it would really make sense for him to lose here. Yeah, I agree. There there's uh really there's nothing to gain from either one of these guys winning or losing. <laughs> but we like to see hard-hitting matches, and this could be a hard-hitting match. I would have much rather seen the, the final, a true blue match, with Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar. By the way, they're still talking about who's going to face Bobby Lashley if Bray Wyatt is not there. And their match, by the way, is not on this card at all. So Bobby Lashley is not on this card at all. And So are you really going to have a WrestleMania without Bobby Lashley? Is that fair to his fans? But here's the thing. Well, we don't know if we're going to put L.A. Knight in there or what. Okay, that's fine. Why don't you put him in there against freaking Brock Lesnar? You know, why don't you go back to the original plan? Well, Omos, who cares about Omos? Make it a three-way dance, you know? I, I was going to add something, Kentucky guy. It would be really, it would be both funny and really awesome if Brock Lesnar, or sorry, Bobby Lashley wasn't booked for a match. Brock Lesnar gets in the ring with Omos, destroys him in like a minute. Then Bobby Lashley comes out and challenges Brock to an impromptu match. Yeah, right I'm, I'm okay with that too. Yeah, but stop stop acting like, oh, I don't know what they're going to do with Bobby Lashley. Man, you had, you had the perfect opponent, Brock Lesnar. Don't get me wrong. If Bray Wyatt's still injured and he's not clear, he's not clear. It's part of life. I, it, it's, it 
really, really bad, him missing another WrestleMania. But that's life, man. That's part of the game. But stop stop with this, oh, I don't know what we're going to do for Bobby and blah, blah, blah. And I guarantee you, SmackDown, let's see. Yeah, we don't have another episode to after SmackDown. In SmackDown, they have the Andre the Giant Royal Rumble. I guarantee you, Bobby Lashley is going to win that match. Why do you say that for? Well, somehow, he recently popped into the match. He wasn't originally supposed to be in there, and now he is. Oh, by the way, LA Knight's in that match now, too. So who knows? Is either going to start a feud between those two, then, and they're going to have a match at WrestleMania, or he's going to win that to pacify him for missing on WrestleMania, which is bullcrap. Just my opinion. Okay. Uh, next match. I'll get off my soapbox here and we'll move on. Next match. Becky Lynch, Lita, Trish Stratus versus Damage Control. I've got to go with Damage Control. I don't see why these fossils need a victory at WrestleMania. They've had their time to shine. This is Bailey's time and Damage Control's time. Yeah, that's my that's my prediction. Yours? Yeah, the title's not on the line here. Um, but I still I still feel like Damage Control is going to win this match. Good man. Uh, John Cena versus Austin Theory for the WWE United States Championship. We have another dinosaur needs to put out the pasture. Uh, my prediction is Austin Theory. Even though I'm not a great fan of Austin Theory, by the way, I did like that promo he did in an empty stadium on Raw last night. But I just, oh my God, he's so much better than John Cena, though. I'm so sick of John Cena. Was the last 10 years of John Cena's career was sick of him. So, yeah, without a doubt, Austin Theories will be the man and still retain the title. Your prediction? Yeah, I mean, Cena is, I'm always going to be a John Cena fan. I'll always respect his accomplishments. I've always, I, you know, I've always been off and on with John Cena over the years, but I've always liked him. Um, but he's not a full-timer anymore, and it doesn't make any sense giving him the U.S. title. Theory needs a victory like this. It's something that could really help define his career going forward. So, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Austin Theory to win this match. All right. And then we have Seth Rollins versus Logan Paul. And my thoughts, this is a no-brainer. As you guys know, Seth Rollins is my favorite wrestler right now on the on the current card. and there's uh, I don't think there's any competition. I think Logan Paul should be grateful that Seth Rollins is even giving him a chance to be on WrestleMania in a match with him. So, yeah, my prediction, hands down, Seth Rollins is going to win this match. It couldn't benefit Logan Paul. He needs the experience of the match. I get that. But it could not benefit him whatsoever. What, is he going to get in a title run soon? No, he's not. He's not a full-time wrestler. He's a YouTuber. Seth Rollins. That's my prediction. Yours? I agree. Seth needs to go over. I mean, Seth has put a lot of people over at WrestleMania in recent years. He put Cody Rhodes over last year. He put Cesaro over the year before that. The year before that, he put over, um, let me think, uh, Kevin Owens. Uh, it's time for Seth to get a victory at WrestleMania. And, uh, again, Logan Paul, He, you know, he's there because of his YouTube popularity. Um, it doesn't matter what his win-loss record is. So, him losing to Seth is not going to kill Logan Paul's star power. So, yeah, Seth and, has got to win this match. You know, he needs a little bit of redemption because Logan Paul supposedly knocked him out the last two times they've been face-to-face. So, next match, we have Edge versus Finn Balor, Hell in a Cell. 
I have to I have to say the demon is going to win this match. And I cannot wait to see the demon back. There's no reason Edge doesn't need this. His career is over with. He's not. Judgment Day is the future. Thank you, Edge, for coming up with the idea, if you did, and starting Judgment Day. But it's time for this feud to be over and let Finn Balor start working towards some type of title to have where he's the leader of Judgment Day. So my prediction is the Demon. Yours, sir. The Demon needs some redemption after uh, losing to Roman Reigns uh, two years ago. So, yeah, I think I think it's going to be a hard-fought uh, battle. Going to be a lot of close calls, but uh, I think the Demon's going to win this match. Demon and then we have Balor. a triple threat match. We have Gunther defending his Intercontinental Championship versus Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus. Now, I know some of you may be shocked at my prediction on this match, but I have to go with what I see and not sometimes not what I want. And on this match here, as being a wrestling fan, I want to see Gunther win and keep this title run going because he's making that title relevant again. However, as a wrestling connoisseur who has watched and tried to watch body language and really the scientific part of uh, the game, I have to say my choice for this match is going to be my prediction, not choice, my prediction is Sheamus will win the match and defeat Drew McIntyre and, and finally overcome and get that belt of the Intercontinental Championship. So I'm not only predicting that Sheamus is going to win, I'm predicting who he's going to pin, and that's going to be Drew McIntyre. Gunther will not be pinned, but will still lose the title in this match, is my prediction. What's yours, sir? I, I would agree. I agree with you. I could see that happening. Um, I, I think Sheamus is going to finally get over that hump and win the Intercontinental title. And yeah, I think the only way for it to happen is for him to pin Drew McIntyre, even though I think it would be, you know, a much bigger moment if he were to actually pin the ring the ring general Gunther because that's the man that he couldn't beat last year. So I think that would be a bigger WrestleMania moment for him to actually pin Gunther. But the way they've been setting it up, I think he's going to win by pinning Drew McIntyre. Yeah, well, here's like the thing. It, it'd be easier for Gunther to get the title back if Sheamus doesn't actually pin him, right? So that's where I come up with that scenario. Because I don't think he'll hold it long. But I think he'll get it so he'll go in the history book because he'll become a Grand Slam champion. And, uh, yeah, he deserves it. Sheamus has done a lot for the country over the years. So, yeah, I, he definitely deserves it. I just uh, I don't see him ever going over them, putting him over Gunther. Sheamus is kind of, uh, you know, he's on, he's on the back end of his career. We hate to say stuff like that, but he is. And, uh, you know, Gunther still very, very young and has a long career ahead of him if everything goes well with his health and everything. So, be interesting. Then we have the Street Profits versus Alpha Academy versus the Viking Raiders versus Ricochet and Braun Strowman, the Fatal 4-Way Showcase. To be honest with you, I really don't care about this match uh, at all. But, uh, but, you know, I mean, I'm not going to be stubborn and I'll make a prediction. My prediction very simply is the only team I see in here that deserves this and should be pushed much harder than what they are, and that's the Viking Raiders. Your thoughts, sir? Well, my thoughts are that the Viking Raiders are the team that deserve to pick up the win, but unfortunately, I don't think they're going to be the team that's booked to win. I think this is probably going to be 
uh, Braun Strowman and Ricochet's match uh, to win their big WrestleMania moment. But I would not be upset if the Viking Raiders were to pull off the victory. And now we have the match that everybody seems to think they know the ending. And that is the Usos defend their undisputed tag team championships versus Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. I don't think it's that cut and dry. I know that the feel-good story is that Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn win and become the undisputed tag team champions. I personally, I wouldn't hate that. Let me let me first be honest. I, I love Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn as a tag team. I don't like this gushy, this gushy baby face stuff they're doing right now, but I've seen them when they were heels and tag teams and they were fantastic. However, we still haven't split those titles up yet. Those titles are still, they're still fighting for them both. So my prediction is the Usos retain. I know that's going to, that shocks a lot of you. I understand, but I just, you know, sometimes wrestling is about a huge swerve and not always that gushy stuff. And sometimes the swerve is better. It is. Come to the dark side. Your prediction, sir. <sighs> this is a tough one because I really want to see Sami Zayn especially, but also Kevin Owens after what he's been through, get that feel-good moment at WrestleMania and win the belts. And I could almost see them winning due to like some sort of miscommunication between Jay and Jimmy. And Jimmy like just like walks out on Jay or something because I mean I don't know if you've seen Jimmy's expressions in a lot of these segments recently where they've been beating down Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. It's almost like you see a look of regret on his face, and it's like I, I you know I don't know. It's like it's like could there be could the the two brothers uh, have a little bit of dissension there? I don't know. You know uh, you know it's tough to predict, but at the same time. I'm also thinking to myself, you know, all this gushy stuff that we've been seeing from Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, a lot of it to me, Sami Zayn, the gushy stuff you see from him, that feels genuine. What I'm seeing from Kevin Owens feels like he's putting on a performance. I mean, within the context of the story. Um, it's almost as if, you know... He he woke up and said, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna help Sammy and work with him against the Usos, but I'm actually planning on betraying him to make him see how it feels like with when he betrayed me last year." So all that all all, all the all <laughs> that I've said now, as much as it pains me to say this, I think the Usos are actually wow. going to retain. Whoa, that shocks me. Well, I mean, I'm okay with that, but whoa, okay. Wow. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and I'll tell you something about Kevin Owens is, and don't get me wrong, I think these Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are going to be champions. I think they're going to they're going to get belts, the tag team titles. I just think it's not everything doesn't have to happen. I think Triple H is going to show us that everything doesn't have to happen at WrestleMania just because we want it that way. And I think WrestleMania is going to wake in the other pay-per-views after that. Remember, uh, Payback is already sold out in Puerto Rico is where they're having it. Or Backlash, sorry, Backlash is already sold out. So they're building off of these other pay-per-views now. 
And I'm okay with that. We shouldn't just have, yeah, I mean, they have the top three, and then the other ones kind of stink. We shouldn't have that. And the way that Triple H has done it since he's taken over, if he keeps on the road, we're not going to have that. Every live event, pay-per-view live event, is going to be worth the price of admission. And, uh, yeah, that's how it should be. That's how it used to be for years. And I don't know why they got away from that, but I'm glad to see it getting back to it. Next match, Rey Mysterio versus Dominique Mysterio. Hands down, Dominique will win this match. Rey Mysterio, uh, you know, it's time to go out the pasture, buddy. By the way, there was rumors that Rey Mysterio was retiring this weekend. Uh, those rumors are false. <laughs> there, it is true that Rey Mysterio thought that to be in the Hall of Fame, you had to be retired. He did think that, which I don't know why he thought that, because Edge is still wrestling and he's in the Hall of Fame. I mean, he came out of retirement, but I don't know. For some reason, he thought he had to retire. That is true. However, he is not retiring this weekend. So if you heard that, put that to rest. So Dominic Mysterio is my prediction for this match. What say you? Well, pr Prison Dom better get his uh, jumpsuit ready to go back to prison because that's where Rey Mysterio is going to send him after he uh, gives him a 619 and a splash. Hey, you I know what? You Rey can talk Mysterio about his jumpsuit or whatever, but he owns the cell, man. He owns the cell, man. So he's not worried. He's not worried. This is, this is Prison Dom, all right? And then the last match on the card. And by the way, they could if they add anything to this card on, on Friday Night SmackDown, we will discuss that on Saturday's show. But this is awful. I don't see where they have much room to add much more. Uh, we have uh, the four-way, the women's fatal four-way showcase match, which means absolutely nothing to me. Uh, Raquel Rodriguez and Liv Morgan versus Shotzi and Natalia versus Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler versus Chelsea Green and her partner. And my, uh, my prediction is pretty simple. Uh, it's got to be Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey. I don't see anybody else that's that'd be worth a true tag team. I don't even see a, a true tag team in here besides those two. So, uh, your prediction, sir? No, I mean they're the only real tag team in this bunch. The re the rest are all makeshift teams. So, I mean, I'm not saying WWE couldn't surprise us and make one of the other teams win, but. I don't understand why you wouldn't just book Ronda Rousey. Right, and what, what would be the payoff? Yeah. All right, sir. So that is all I have for this episode. Uh, you have anything else for us? All right, that folks. So you've been listening guy. to Against the Mat Wrestling Podcast. With your co-hosts, Donnie Cage and the Kentucky Guy. Hey, folks, I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. A big weekend coming up. A lot of wrestling going on. Be sure to check us out on our next episode on this Saturday. And as always, God bless and God bless America. Thank you guys so much for tuning in.